Welcome to Quantumly Nourished. I'm your host, Nicole Hartman, and with us today, we have a very special guest, Kelly Ritter. And she is known as the Quantum Stress Doc. And honestly, she has one of the most gentle and non-fear-based approaches to health and healing, especially in this quantum space. She also has a vast background as an associate professor and holistic psychotherapist and has found the beautiful world of quantum health. She also has her own podcast called The Nurse Soul, where she shares all of her beautiful information. So welcome, Kelly. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me, Nicole. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're really such a beautiful soul. I love all of your information. I love what you're doing. So I know I don't want to get teary too much, but I... I really, when I was on a call, when we were on a call from the Quantum Biology Collective, I really just connected with you and think that yes. you're an amazing person. So I'm you, really Steve. happy to be here. Happy. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> we're all excited, right? We're all excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, tell everyone a little bit about how you, I guess, got to be in this beautiful, like quantum circadian space because- Honestly, it's like, for me, it's one of those, like the most beautiful places that I've been, you know, like mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So tell yeah. us a little bit about your story. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I was really desperate to help my youngest son who was experiencing chronic illness. So I had all the, I was just moving along in my life, doing my thing, um, helping people with the knowledge that I have and the background that I have. And I also went back to school to become a nutritional therapist. So I was doing a lot with gut health and nutrition. I'd really done a lot of healing in my own life. Everything that I've ever trained in, I have practiced. So I thought I was good. <laughs> you know, I knew, I thought it was, you know, I felt pretty good. My diet was amazing. I exercised a lot. And what happened is when I started studying applied quantum biology, which really was out of desperation to help him, we were not finding answers for his chronic health issues. And it was just, we were chasing symptoms as you do. Mm -hmm. And I was, there. yeah, right. It was so frustrating. <laughs> and then what happened about three weeks in of really honing in on my own quantum health strategies, like implementing I was already doing a lot of things, but really honing in on circadian rhythms and mitochondrial health about three weeks. in, I realized I was waking up energized, grounded, clear, really probably for the first time in my entire life. Wow. I think about as a child, I think I really had dysfunctional mitochondria from the get go now that I know. And I think bless them. They were, you know, I have been alive and functioning pretty well. Yeah. But a lot of that like anxiousness and stress that I didn't even know I was carrying really started to improve. And that's when I was like, I need to help people do this. This is really where where the the needle starts to drastically move. So that's yeah. what happened. That's how I landed here and have just I'm just continue to eat it up because <laughs> It's the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's crazy when you think about, when you think about it, you're like, how could something so incredibly simple and free be so effective? You know, like. Yeah, I know. And really the way that, you know, I used to, the way I was trained to talk about anxiety and a lot of it was helpful. 
And we were thinking about mechanical and chemicals, the chemicals in the body. But it starts to make so much more sense when you understand quantum and quantum communication. And really what I find, I, you know, one day it was like it all clicked in and you're like, we are talking about the body losing energy. We are talking about lost energy here. And the symptoms come up and all kinds of things. But this anxiety is because we are all out of harmony. We are all out of sync with our natural rhythms that we are meant to have. Yeah. Yeah. What a great, like, what a great problem to solve though, you know, because it's, it's, I mean, how, how many people is this affecting, you know, and you could probably be so to to say it's like everyone, you know, like everyone. I I think it's everyone, but it's interesting to me, you know, how you get here and you want to shout out to everybody, look, and everybody's like, wait, what? Um, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't understand, especially when you put the word quantum in front of uh-huh. anything. People are like, I don't understand. Like I'm building a course called quantum stress management. And people are like, I don't understand what that means. I'm like, you know what stress management is, right? Yeah. Just It's leveling up everything yeah. that you've ever known about stress management, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's also so simple. It's, I think it's overlooked. Like we just try to complicate things. I agree 100% because it's like the, the moment that you suggest, hmm, how about we see the sun first before we see any screens? People are like, whoa, no, I, that's too much. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I have to, you know, I have to do this first or I have to, you know, yeah. turn every single light on in the house because I have to, you know? Yeah, because like, I can't see. And I'm like, what do you need to see? What do you need to see at 6 a.m.? Nothing, really. But I do have clients that are like, oh, but I have to put on my makeup. And we uh-huh. just, I'm like, red light ball bit, sister. Right. Like, we're going to get red yeah, light bulbs in the bathroom. Yeah, there's so many solutions. Like, they, you know, like, I got my kids those, like, um, uh, book light, lights, yes. you know? And they have, like, you know, set circadian appropriate ones. And yeah. I, I've given that suggestion. People are like, oh, my gosh, I really don't need to see any more than that when I'm putting my makeup on, you know? Unless you're, like, a makeup artist. Like, I get it. But you know, if I'm just going to work, you know, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I know. Well, and a lot of us are slapping the makeup on that, you know, as we get to the office anyway. So it's <laughs> right. all good, right? Whatever. Yes. And I think when you mentioned it really is important to me to not be fear-based and to come up with yeah. really practical solutions for people. And I had, um, I taught a class last week and one of the moms was saying to me, you know, she's trying to do this and she was doing these supplements and realized there's a seed oil in the supplements and she was feeling. And I was like, okay, look, I want you to remember that the medicine is love, right? Okay. So yeah, we're going to do everything we can to support our circadian rhythms and make sure we have the right inputs. But we are also going to be really gentle with ourselves because you are doing what you're doing out of love and care for your child. There can't be anything better than that. Like, yeah. So absolutely. It's that, right. that concept of everything is that, like you said, love and light and it's <laughs> interchangeable, yeah. you know, yeah. it's interchangeable because it I, is, you know, love like that. love yeah. is light and light is love. And it's like, that's where we have to be. And, and, and you know, when you're starting these health mm-hmm. journeys and I, my husband and I have talked about this before is you have to be kind of strict to begin with before you can know where to let go. And, but that's individual. I agree. Mm -hmm. When 
the anxiousness kind of does arises when you're like, I have to be so strict all the time, you know, no one's going to heal. And it's like, well, I'm no one's going to get better if I'm like a ball of crazy, you know? That's right. I, that's exact. And I love talking to families, parents, because if we are a ball of stress, right, that is not going to be helpful to anybody. And we and sometimes we know, but we are so used to it that we don't know. It's really interesting. Like we don't realize how uh, tight and dysregulated our nervous system is until we really start to heal. And a couple of things like, yes, light and love. And I do agree with you. You have to start a little stricter. It is helpful if you really go at it all in. Yeah. And I have noticed, you know, when things calmed down for me with my son, you know, if you start to slide, you'll notice. And so you can yeah. start to see, oh, that red light therapy really does make a huge difference for me. I'm not willing to give that up. But but I do think that in order to change and transform, it is uncomfortable. And the mind will do what the mind does to try and keep things the it way does. it knows. <laughs> it will be like, no, 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 we, we do it this way. So when I hear people say, oh, no, I can't. Like my phone is my alarm clock or I have to get up and check, immediately have to check emails. I'm like, you can't crack a window for 30 seconds. <laughs> Come on now, like you can do this, people. But I know the mind is freaking out when we try to make these changes. And what I love about quantum biology is you can start when it makes sense to you and you're like, okay, my nervous system is the best, most powerful pharmacy in all of the planet. Then if I've helped my nervous system, I'm going to feel a thousand times better. And it's almost sneaky. Like the little tiny changes that we make, even teeny tiny, sometimes can not alarm the mind. So the mind doesn't feel like it needs to get involved because it's like such a minor thing that we, and then you start to feel so much better that you can build momentum without the whole freaking out. But I also, another piece of that is that the nervous system, when you start to really feel more regulated and you are literally safer, you're having more safety signals from being in nature, being in the light, your circadian rhythms are starting to feel more supported. Things are starting to, <laughs> we call it like clockwork, clockwork calm is what I'm calling that, is like getting your system back on the right clockwork. That makes sense. Yeah. Right? Then when you start to feel a lot of stuff can come up, emotional stuff or old stuff, and that can alarm people, especially if you're a parent and you're thinking about your children and you're like, this is getting worse. <laughs> Their behavior is getting worse. <laughs> they're getting more. It actually is a good sign because they're actually feeling safer. I mean, there's, I think, a fine line, but they're feeling safer to express a lot Release. more of that. Yeah and release. And the worst thing is suppressed emotion. Like that will definitely make us sick. Oh so. yeah. I mean, I, I could name like five people right now that <laughs> I, I, I mean, just hold it together and it's, yeah. So as you start to feel better, right. It can yeah. come out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't know that, that, that whole what you just described. And I have definitely experienced that. Like I work through like some things and I just, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But you feel better enough better. And that you're like, okay, I know I'm in the right track, but yeah, should this old stuff be coming yeah. up? Like, yeah. And it's, it's supposed to, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a line in a song that I like, and it's, you got to dig a lot of holes to get into something deep. And it's, it's, it, it is, it's kind of like that layering of all of, all of this and that, you know, not everything can happen right away. Like you said, it's like, the, it's, a, it's the steps, right? I can start to just piece things together and we can't expect to go full tilt all the time. You know, like it just, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. And I think it is a process of, you know, you kind of know, you intuitively think, okay, nature is the answer here. Love is the medicine, love and light. Okay, okay. If you just stay open to it, your path will unfold. So you don't have to worry about what you don't know yet because it's okay. You just keep moving in in the direction towards light and love and nature and, and you'll find your way. 100%. Yeah, and it's it, it keeps going too because it keeps getting better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I found that the more I it's like cleaning yourself, right? And you are getting into deeper levels of autophagy, which is how our body cleans itself. So that is, it, that's what's happening. But as the brain starts to get clearer and cleaner and your system becomes less and less inflamed, you start to think more clearly. And then you're like, things that didn't make sense to you a year ago, like when I would try to, all the cool kids are following Jack Cruz, right? And I'm like, what is this dude saying? And I was like, I have no idea what this dude is saying. Like yeah. zero idea what he is saying. Right. And now I listen to him and it's just, I it clicks. It makes you sense. Know? It makes yeah. more sense, not yeah, sense. Right, more yeah, sense. Right. But I think sometimes people give up because they don't, they think I don't understand this whole quantum thing. And it's okay because the the more you just move in the direction of cleaning yourself, the more you'll start to understand. Yeah. In a, in a gentle way too, you know, yeah. like we're not talking like mass detoxes and stuff because that's not how, you know, nature works. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. I can just, I, and, right. and two, like we don't need you if you're looking to feel better. Cause it, and my husband always says to me, Nicole, people don't need to know like the super sciencey stuff. They just want to know how to feel better. It's true. And it, so if I find myself, you know, outside every morning, I find myself grounding as much as possible. I'm being outside going for like, you know, some nature hikes and all that kind of stuff. And I feel better. I don't need to know that, you know, I went through autophagy and stuff like that, but it's important, you know, like, but I just want to feel better. So, you know, absolutely. You know, it just, it, it is amazing. And I know we had talked before about talking about anxiousness and all of that it just kind of, I hate to say it disappears because every now and then it does sneak back in, especially when I'm dealing with some stuff with my son. Um, but it's not like it was. Right. Right. Your nervous system isn't on yeah. constant alarm. Right. Um, go, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, so if you want to talk a little bit about maybe dealing with that, because I know that we share some like similar stories with that and dealing with our, with our children mm -hmm. or even like the anxiousness in families. So However yeah. you want to feel like you want to dive into that, go for it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always amazed when people tell me they don't feel anxious. And so I'm like, awesome. Okay. And then the more you talk to them, you're like, you're one of the most anxious human beings I've ever met in my entire life, sister. But okay. I'm so glad that you believe that your <laughs> mental health is intact. Um, but a lot of people will come to me because they have digestive issues. And I kind of made a name for myself in the whole 
um, gut health, um, digestive. So all kinds of digestive stuff. Well, anxiety and digestive stuff um, hang out together. And so when you talk to people and you're and you say, well, so do you ever feel like you're just, you just can't stop your thoughts? They're racing. You feel kind of around. Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. And so with your sleep, do you ever feel like that's kind of interrupted or, you, oh, I'm terrible. It, yeah. It's either hit or miss or it's terrible or whatever. So you start to realize that most people are experiencing some level of anxiety. And anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing that we're trying to push away. It's communication. It is how our body is communicating to us that something is off and needs attention. And so when you had chronic anxiety, I think what is really happening is that lost energy that people have actually created a lifestyle that is not supporting their circadian rhythms or their mitochondrial health. So as that starts to improve, then anxiety is more appropriate. Like when there is a real good reason that's coming up that you feel anxious about something that, you know, I was at one, we went to the ER a lot with my son. I mean, I, it would be odd to not feel anxious on the way to the ER. Right. Like, yes. You're just super right. calm going to the yeah. ER. Like, well, going to be great. all the yes. time. Um, I would be a little more worried about <laughs> right. that scenario. So being concerned, being, um, and even having eustress. So stress is not even necessarily bad. We can have something called eustress, E-U. It's the mm -hmm. funny, the funny one. EU stress is really eustress is useful to us. Like when we have a presentation coming up or we want to do something really well, we will feel a little bit anxious. That is not a big deal. Our body is designed to handle that, cope with that, move through that. And when we feel, I call it secure anxious, there, you might have a better word. I don't know. But when I feel like I am, I have the skills and the ability to handle what's about to come up, like a presentation or something, I'm a little more excited than I am. You no, care about it. It's like that. You, you want to do well. Yeah. You want to do well. And you might be a little yeah. more anxious, like about the technology, for instance, yeah. making sure that <laughs> stuff works yeah. or whatever it is. But it's it's appropriate. You move through it. Your nervous system regulates easily. And it's okay. It's when it's chronically stuck in that place of fight, flight, freeze, or I would add flop, because after a while, then you're on that anxiety, depression roller coaster. And I used to look at that as like blood sugar regulation, gut mm. health. And it's not that those things aren't helpful, but we can relieve symptoms. Yeah, by eating protein regularly, I can help your symptoms, but that isn't actually curing anything. When we actually get at the root of supporting your circadian rhythms and making sure that your body has the right inputs for your mitochondrial health, which essentially is helping you have the energy, then everything starts to work in more coherent ways and you don't have that chronic anxiety. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like it, it does. Like it honestly does. I'm you, like, you're telling this and I'm like, I, I felt it, you know, like. Right. And it's yeah. like the, those moments of like that, that stressfulness, that anxiety of like, especially when you're dealing with your children, it's like, and then as soon as like another symptom happens, you live it again. And it just, it's that vicious, vicious cycle. Like I, it is. And it's hard to describe if you've never lived it, you know, like yeah. it just 
It is. And I think, yeah, I I hope there are people out there that haven't lived it, but I think more people are living it than not these days that we're just living in a world that is really out of sync and out of harmony. And there's a lot of distress in the world. And so people are feeling, kids are feeling it. And I think, you know, I mentioned change and transformation. You have to have energy to change and transform. And I just did not realize how depleted my system was. I mean, I had a healthy lifestyle. So to really start to plug into these simple things of the light, getting the light right was the biggest thing for me. Really not just about getting out in early morning light and being outside as much as possible, but blocking the the sharp blue light, right? Mm-hmm. Blocking that blue light at night became a really crucial point of for my own energy. And then when you realize, like my life didn't get less stressful. Right. Um, no, it never does, right? It, yeah, that that hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it smooths out, right? But but I no longer my nervous system doesn't feel that same kind of jolt when mm-hmm. I get that text or that call. You know, I. I just don't feel as on edge. Gotcha. That makes, I think that's a great way to describe it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, you don't have the same reaction to it. That's right. Like you're able to process it a little bit better. And that takes, that takes time. I'm still in, the, I'm still in the process of all of that. Yeah. So when, when, when your son wasn't well, mm-hmm. is that when you started all of all of it, or had you started it a little bit before your son wasn't well? I'm just trying to figure yeah, out like, the timeline of, how yeah. you handled all of it, all, like all of that together. Yeah, and and I was really, I'm just kind of an anxious. I I thought I was just kind of that type A, like everything to be in a certain way. I just thought I was just an anxious person, and Were now you I'm like really, that your whole was that your whole life? You felt I, that way, not as a kid. I remember my mom used to call me two-tailed turtle because I was so slow, apparently. And I think my true nature, Nicole, is turtle. Like, I'm chill. I'm not in a hurry. Gotcha. I don't have... And at somewhere along the line, or somewhere along the way, I got the message that we needed to move. You need to hustle. You need to move. You need to be on the go in order to be a successful that's society. Movie. Like, that's like yeah. hustle culture, you well, know, like busyness. Like, we got to be yeah. busy. We got to do this. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. you know, I have a grandmother that used to rock, walk around like, like this weird noise because she was anxious all the time. So I think I come from a long line of kind of anxious women and my mom telling me I'm a two-tailed turtle. I need to move it. Like, not that she was trying to, you know, yeah, shame I mean, me or yeah, she was trying to get me to move. Come um, on. <laughs> come on. And so at some point, I don't remember where the transition was, but yes, I became that kind of ambitious, overthinking, um, layer in traumas that happen and you just become more reactive person. Yeah. And um, even though I'd worked on a lot of that stuff, I still felt it was really challenging for me to not overreact to things. So yes. And I had done so much work on myself. I mean, when I got pregnant with my first child, I was like, okay, I want to do a really good job here. So let me really, and at the time I was teaching parent education. I was already a play therapist working with children and families. Um, 
And so I just, family is the most important thing to me. My kids, there is, and I wanted to do it really, really well. And so I, you know, got into my own therapy. I believe in doing your own work anyway, internal sure. healing and all of that. So I've done a ton of that. And I had already gotten a little bit interested in mitochondria before Peyton, as his name, got sick. Okay. And so I kind of had an inkling that this mitochondria stuff had something to do with our health, but I had not gone deep into the, the applied quantum biology or the quantum health strategies. I was getting up for sunrise because I somebody I trust said, you should do that for your health. And so I was doing that. But that's about all I was doing in the quantum space. And so then, like, as as you're, like, figuring all of this out, yeah. how, how do you see it then reflect into the family? Oh, right. That's a good question. Of course, they're like, turn off the lights, <laughs> putting these red light bulbs and everything. You're walking around. Like, I go to parties with my blue blockers on. I mean... This yeah. is this is the way we go. And I'm all covered yeah. up, you know, and they're just like, all right, weirdo. But my parent, my kids, my parents, my kids have always thought that I was a little, you know, weird. weird. And in terms Same. of I've always been trying to feed them things and try supplements and do all this, you know, I was really into uh, you know, of course, I was really into I'm still am into nutrition. Yeah. So it's been interesting, but I, I do believe since I taught parent education for years and years and years, and what I realized some at some point is that the most helpful thing we can do for our families is to work on our own healing and our own health. That is the, the best thing you can do for your children is to make sure that you are really taking good care of yourself on the deepest level. And cellularly, it doesn't really, subatomic particles doesn't really get any deeper than that. Right. right. And so yeah. the more energized I felt and this kind of ground, because I was energized, I thought before, but it was more of that cortisol, adrenaline, kind of jittery, anxious. It, it was really more yeah. anxiousness than that kind of energized that you feel really grounded and clear and like you can respond. And then, you know, your kids respond to that. They start to see that you are more regulated. Um, I, it, you know, just things will happen. My husband's like, wow, you handled that. Like didn't even, I was like, yeah, i I feel like I'm okay. That's so cool. That's um, so cool. Before yeah. that, do you feel like you're like you're anxious? Did you feel like your kids were then anxious because of your anxiousness? I know that I'm, sounds weird. <laughs> I'm sure that they do because they pick on it. We pick up on yeah. the people we're around. It's all frequency, right? It's yeah, all energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. how can you not right. play off of each other's energies? And so, and I think what it, it got really bad for, for Peyton was, I mean, it was mostly, you know, his, your immune system and your um, nervous system are inextricably connected. So it's kind of hard to tease out sometimes what's going on with people and so he was having a lot of anxiety, panic attacks. I was getting texts from him in the bathroom at school. At one point, he was throwing up pretty much every day, um, at least two or three times a, a, a week. I mean, it was – and but he was upright and kind of moving through the world. And so I, I think this is really hard for, for parents. Nobody really knows 
what's happening and how bad it is or what's going on because they see you and everybody looks pretty okay. Um, I was looking at some pictures of senior night last year for the football game and you can see on my face, like I keep looking in the video, I keep looking up at him and I keep looking. He was throwing up in the bath. He was in, he didn't even leave the locker room. Oh I fed goodness. the whole football team. So I was, I brought food and I, and Peyton wasn't there yeah. and I was, he couldn't even leave the locker room until, it, but he was there for pictures. And it's oh just goodness. like, I don't, I think the isolation, like you just feels very lonely to be in a place where you've got that much going on and no one really knows. Or if they do, they think that maybe you're probably like people used to say, Oh, he's going to be fine. It's, it's fine. He looks good. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. He looks good. Yeah. And he did. I mean, and it is, it is going to be okay. And I did everything humanly possible to try and help him heal. And I feel really good about that. Um, was, was he receptive to it or? Yes and no. Yeah. Right. And so he wanted to feel better, but like most people, like I said, change transformation takes energy. And when you already feel like crap and you're running on low voltage and weak mitochondria, it's really difficult. Um, yeah. And then the mind gets involved too. And it, it, it does take, I think it really takes, when I say love is the medicine, I also think it really takes this deep respect and love for yourself. And there is a pivotal point for people. I've noticed when I interview people or when I work with people, there is something that kind of clicks for them. And when it clicks in, then everything starts to kind of work. But until then, you're just sort of going through the motions. And for him, I think he's willing, but still has a ways to go. He's young, right? Yeah, like, he's 18. Mm -hmm. it, do you think that the idea of personal responsibility has a key in that? Yes, Nicole, I do. And I until you realize that this this life is your responsibility. It, and that's a hard concept. Like, like I would say at the age of, I just turned 40 and it really clicked for me a couple years ago. Like I can't control anything other than me. And if I want to feel better, then I have to do the work. I can't expect a pill or something else to do it. I have to do it, you know, like yeah. it, and I'm sure when you speak about that with kids, it, that takes a little bit of time because they just want to be normal. You know? Yeah, they just, they do. And they want to be able to just eat like everybody else and do yeah. what everybody else is doing. I don't think they realize that everybody's feeling stressed and anxious more than they let yeah. on. But but yes, it, it can be really tricky. But I, I've interviewed enough people that have healed from chronic illness on my podcast at this point to realize that it really is this self-responsibility, the, the taking full responsibility for your life. And it doesn't mean that you don't reach out for help. We're not meant to do it alone. Right. right. But there is a, a point where you're like, no one's coming. Like yeah. I'm relying, I've got to do this and you can be mad about it or you can be, uh, you know, upset that, that no one's coming, but they're not coming. So we have to do this for ourselves. And even if they are coming, like as a parent, I'm absolutely trying to, everything I can to help my kids 
there's only so much that you can do as a parent. They absolutely do have to find that strength within them. And I'll tell you, the hardest thing for me through all of that has been to really stay stay anchored in my Mm -hmm. belief that everything is as it should be. I really do believe that it all is, there is some divine plan or purpose. If I can just stay in that space, it doesn't mean it gets easy and we're not suffering, but it also is very freeing. Like that it that that idea of it is what it is, you know it it is what it is, and I I kind of always go back to if it's in my greatest good and their greatest good, then so be it. You, like, yeah, it, it's I, I still don't accept it sometimes. You know, no, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's what was so hard. Just I was like, I don't like any of this. <laughs> this yeah. is not what this is not what I had in mind. Um, and you just feel it, like you feel it. Mm-hmm. You literally feel it in your heart. Like, you yeah. know, like you feel yeah. that heaviness. You just, you, you feel it. And sometimes it does feel overwhelming. And so, so tell me like when it feels overwhelming, what are your go-to strategies? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Because it, it's different than it was before the quantum. Okay. Right? Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Yep. Right. Um, and I still, I've always, I like pen to paper, so I do like to write and I would, I did that a lot, but now I do that with my red, you know, at night before bed with my red light bulb and my blue blockers on. And it's great because that, you know, I'm not on an electronic device. It's my time to just sort of be with myself and get quiet. Sometimes I do a little prayer meditation along with that. Um, but that is kind of one of my go-tos. I like to dump my head out onto paper and so I have, you know, spiral notebooks. I tried to do it electronically and I just really like the pen to paper. It's not um, the same. It's not like, the same. My, my a side story, my oldest daughter, she was writing a paper mm-hmm. and um, she actually wrote it about like circadian health because she was mm-hmm. uh, tying the outdoors and how it makes you feel. And uh, she got to type it. And I was saying to myself, like, wait a minute, I didn't get to do that when I was a kid. I had to have someone, you know, mark it up with red and tell me it was wrong and everything. I was like, she just gets to have us correct it. And then, you know, gets to print it out. Doesn't have to rewrite it. I was like, no, you're writing it next time. Like it, because it, there's something about physical writing, something about it. I'm sure that you know the answer to that. So I, I don't, but I, it seems logical that there's some kind of neural connections that happen when you're with the, the hand eye type thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, most of our kids don't even know how to write anymore <laughs> because they don't have to, but, um, there's probably good and bad with all of that. Yeah, but I, I, know, think, I know. You know, for me, I never miss a sunrise. Um, and that even when it, it's, when I'm traveling or whatever, and it's really hard, even if I can't make it out because it's, you know, at 4:40 AM or something crazy, um, I will crack a window and lay my head <laughs> on the window seal. And I am that much of a freak about morning light because I love it, that though. Yeah. It's so important. So I I'm really fanatical about that. That is my okay. go-to is making sure that I get that early morning light. Um, and then I have time in solitude to just write. That those are my two do, big ones. Do you write more than once a day? Um, not necessarily, actually. Um, 
I'd like to. I mean, yeah. yeah. But really, the evenings are the best time for me because I want to be off my electronics anyway. Yeah. And that was really tough for me to give up the electronics at night. I, I, I was a little addicted to my. I can totally see that myself. Yes. At yeah, being able and I like to work at night. So I'm one of those people that was like, no, 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 I get the best work done after sundown. I'm like, yeah. And um, I do think that I, for, like I said, I think for my whole life, my circadian rhythms have just been off and my mitochondria has not been supported. So it has taken a while for me to readjust things. Um, but I'm just really committed, right? So you do what you, yeah. what you do once you're committed. And, and there's no timeline either. Like your body's under no obligation to, you know, oh, in three weeks we'll be better, you know, like that's, that's not, that's not it either. And no. like when you're talking about circadian health and mitochondrial health and stuff, it is the daily showing up Yeah, for sunrise. Yeah. It's yeah. The consistency really does make a difference. And you're right. Cause your body is always working for you. I didn't totally appreciate that. I I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, that didn't layer in until I started studying applied quantum biology. And I was like, our bodies are absolutely amazing. Even mm -hmm. with all the symptoms, if you have symptoms, that means your body's already moved into a healing phase. Mm -hmm. It is already doing everything it can to keep you alive. Yeah. That is a big shift. That was, that was a shift for me too, is to really appreciate all the things that have to happen in, in order to keep you here. Because that's what it wants, you know, and like, when, yeah. again, you come at it from a place of love, like, is it in my body attacking it? No, it's just doing what it needs to because it wants you to stay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that that's to say that to somebody, it makes you sound like, you know, you're crazy, but yeah. I've fully accepted the crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, because I feel too good to not. Right. I, yeah. I, you can say whatever you want. I feel and, you know, it's not that there aren't bad days or whatever, but just to feel this grounded in yourself, the centered in your own uh, essence is really quite remarkable. And, and who doesn't want that? You know, <laughs> like to, to kind of come full circle though, like when you're talking about that anxiousness, like that is not a happy place to live. It, that's not a good place to be because it, it literally, it's like you wake up and you feel that way and you feel that way the whole day and you go to bed feeling that way. Like you don't want that either, you know? So it's, it's understanding like I have to do some work for it. It can really be as simple as starting with sunrises and turning off lights at night. And then you go from there. So mm -hmm. am I wrong in thinking? <laughs> like no, that's, no, I think that's perfect. That's exactly yeah. right. And I think years ago when that documentary came out about, the social dilemma and like, and it mm. literally made me sick to watch it. Like what were, what are our kids? What are we doing? And then right after it, in order, I think to feel better, I don't know, but the documentary, um, my octopus story or something was that, but it was all about being in nature and immersed in the scuba diver that followed this one octopus. Okay. Really an interesting documentary, but I remember even posting back then it was before I even understood this stuff. You know, if social dilemma poses the problem of society, I think that my octopus story has a solution. Like, get in nature, take the kids. I, I, I don't think that's more complicated than that. Get in nature, not take the kids. <laughs> like, right. 
as much as possible. That's that's really it. Right. Because when you think about if I am coming from an, an anxious family already. Yeah. Because of, you know, who knows who knows everyone's complete story. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting them in this social dilemma. I'm just exacerbating the problem. And right. we we have the absolute chance right now to change the course. And I I, I feel an immense responsibility in having, you know, four girls that I can affect their mitochondria now and, you know, anything that goes in their body, at least I can do it now when they're under my, you know, my husband and I's care and supervision that the next generation Mm -hmm. could potentially be better. Yes. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Is that we have an opportunity to heal at any point. Like it's never, never too late. And, um, yeah, these simple things. While they're under your roof, do what you can. Right. And you and I know that you're a recent empty nester, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't even imagine. So I'm sure I'm sure that would be a whole other podcast in itself. So yeah, uh, because that whole idea of, you know, I've given them roots and you know, but but they do have to have the wings to fly and all of that kind of stuff. Like I just I'm I can't accept it yet. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's, it really is tough. Um, and it's great. You know, I think we're, and it has not, it's rocky. Like the youngest is not far away and it's, it's rocky. So, um, but they are, they will make their way and you do, you do There's so many times I want them to listen to a particular podcast and they're like, Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm like, all right. Um, but yeah, it's that understand they have their they are their own people, you know, like that's the they have always been like um my oldest was ta- I was talking to him yesterday and he was giving me advice about the youngest, as he will do. And um I said he was telling me, Well, I did this and I did that, and you you made me do that. And I was like, I I, 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 I didn't make you do anything because Rylan Ritter, you don't do anything that you don't want to do. And he's like, Oh, that's true, that's true. I was like, yeah, my children are very independent thinkers, mm-hmm. which I wanted. But then yeah, you're also like, tough. I want you to be independent thinkers, but do what I tell you to do. Um, yeah. So, and I just tried my best to make room for anything that they felt or any behavior, you know, just to not shove anything down because that yeah. is what I know will lead to disease. And the rest, Absolutely. you just do the best you can. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. I really appreciate you sharing this information. So can you tell everybody where to find you? Yeah. Yeah, social. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. That's where I like to to interact with people. And it's just Dr. underscore Kelly with an I. Um, Probably could have thought of that, you know, something easier to find. But that's where you find me on Instagram. And then nourished-soul.com is my website. Yeah. And don't forget your podcast too. Oh, the Nourish Soul Podcast. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to everybody today. And any last closing remarks? No, anything to say? Be well. I'm I'm hoping and wishing the best for everyone. So yeah, that's it. Thank you. Absolutely. And I always end with just go outside. So (laughs) have a (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah. really that easy, right? It is. It is. <laughs> Just go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, take care. <laughs>